How should we start this one? I think we just tell them that. What? Where, the, where we are? Yeah. And yeah. what location? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not... Uh, we don't have to be that quiet for this one either because lots of people are milling about and stuff. So yeah, yeah. Where, where are we, Rob? We're in the uh, Foyer Savoy Hotel in London. The Savoy Hotel in London, which I would assume has um, a five-star rating and... I'm sure, I'm sure it does. Fantastic um, appeal. Yeah. Uh, um, it is... Uh, well, I think that the... It's a five-star hotel. Yeah, it is. Uh, uh, which... Um, it gets a 4.6 rating on uh, TripAdvisor. I think? think that's the Google um, thing, the right. Google one. But basically, um, it's a great hotel. Fantastic hotel. Fantastic hotel. Have we ever mentioned that we don't get sponsored for these shows yet? We have, and we mentioned how much we spent travelling to America. Yeah. I think we're probably spending about as much as that for yeah. this room that we're staying in tonight here. Yeah, so that's the Savoy in London five star hotel <laughs> absolutely fantastic hotel. fantastic hotel recommend it to friends and family London Savoy uh, and anyway what we're doing here is and there's a reason why we're here because it actually this is the climax ooh, the, ooh. this is where the climax happens it is uh, of this episode this is episode Five, Five yeah. of season three, yeah. and it's it's called a girl can't always can't all a girl can't always have everything. A girl can't always have everything. So it's not easy. Oh is my it, god! I think there are too many. Uh, a girl can't always. Have, yeah, it's like a. Is there too many A's in it? Yeah, yeah, and the H's sound a bit like a. A girl can't it? always have everything. The it's the can't. A girl cannot always have everything. Yeah. It's the cart that throws you. Anyway, this one, that's what it's that, it, called. That is what it's called. And in this one, it is not a doll. It seems that there is nothing darling in this at all. Not even an intro. Nothing. He's... Right. We have the clang, 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 dancing woman intro. Yeah. And then we go straight into action. And it felt a bit strange, didn't it? I mean, I know we've seen that before. But it felt as though we ought to have been going into uh, his study. It was, yes, because I think it was one of those things where, um, because we've had a long period of time of being introduced by, yeah, and, and we didn't get anything. We didn't get a roll down at the beginning. We didn't get introduced by nothing. It was just straight in. Miss it. You quite miss him, don't you? To a round of applause. And talking about a round of applause, you know what I've forgotten to do? No. Introduce the bloody podcast. Oh. I suppose we best to do best to. <laughs> I suppose the best thing to do is to introduce the podcast. Yeah, I think we ought to do that. Should we edit that in at some point? Should we? I don't know. Should we? I don't know. I mean, God, this is really a peek behind the wizard's curtain here, isn't it? <laughs> right. Uh, welcome to. We. What we'll do is we'll pick up the action in a moment, but first of all, let's have the intro music. Welcome to this week's episode of the, the Tales of the Unexpected podcast. Right, I've said it already. My name's Chris and I'm Rob. Wait, well, no. That's, that's sort of half true, isn't it? <laughs> well, no, in fact, it's not true at all. No, I was 150% false. <laughs> Um, I'm Chris. And I'm Rob. We're going to do this podcast. We do it every time. <laughs> Am I fucking drunk or something? Right. We do the same thing. What we do is we watch this episode. We watch episodes of The Tales of Unexpected, the classic TV programme uh, from the 80s and late 70s. And then we, once we've watched them, we talk about what what's happened. It's not to replace you watching them. No, I, no, I would think it's sort of... Is it an adjunct? It's in, the, it's in as well as. Yeah, yeah. And you wouldn't watch it in at the same time as listening to this. It's We're trying to give some explanations as to what we found. And plus have a, just a bit of a chit-chat into what's been going on with us. Yeah. that's It's just us. Here we are. Right, now then. We, uh, we, have, we start off... The clang 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 intro music and remember listeners at the start of the episode when I forgot to do the, the intro music I mentioned there that there was some applause we're back in it now so here we go the applause is because of one thing what is it? well there's a 
someone on stage because when it opens it's a, we're on stage it's at the end of a play now then we see some of the play later but at this time we don't know what that play is yeah we, it could be a comedy it could be an opera it could be out but it's in the theatre there's, there's a lead actress on stage obviously she's aged aged yes she's an old actress and she's probably one of these traditional types that has worked very hard to get to be the star of the show yeah yeah you get that sort of yeah. feeling don't you and in the wings, which is theatre speak for on the side at the side of the where, stage, just before the stage bit, yeah. yeah. Uh, there is Joan Collins playing Susie Starr, and Pauline Collins, who in this episode is called Pat Lewis. Now then, they're um, both. It's seemingly they're both like the second second billings. Equal second billing. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. seems like that, doesn't it? And they're, and they're complaining a bit about the lead actress, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, she always gets this applause, she's always milking it, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Which I sort of get if you're... Because, remember, they're on the rungs of the of the theatre uh, hierarchy, I guess. They want to be this woman that's taking yeah. the applause right yeah. now. So they're a bit bitter about about not, yeah. not being the centre stage. But... I wouldn't. It's it's a different than bitter, isn't it? It's just annoyed that they've still got to wait. Bitter, inferring that they would that they deserve it. Yeah, but bit, they don't. Bitter's it, perhaps a bit strong, yeah. isn't it? But, yeah. However, it's it's not their time just yet. But what happens next is that they're ushered on to take their bows. Yeah, so that happens. Now, the end of the play. That the end of the sh- all the audience is left in there, moving off the stage, and they're clearing up for the day. Basically. Yeah. Now. Uh, what I saw here, and I, and I think I saw this right, they walk by a chalkboard. Right. And there are all sorts of things written on the chalkboard. And it's just a sort of quick walk through, so I didn't get a chance to read them all. But one of the things that it said there was, give sadists a fair crack of the whip. And I thought, that's a strange thing to uh, have on a chalkboard. Is it, not, is it just like one of them... Things like uh, you don't have to be mad to work here, but it ever. I think it is. Yeah. I think it is. But what it doesn't seem to sort of. It, it seems to be to use one of the phrases that you hate. Apropos nothing at all. <laughs> I don't hate it. I just don't think there's any need for all of the letters. <laughs> <laughs> and I did see it there, and I thought, why would you do that? Why, why, why have that there? No, no real reason it seems. But there it was. Yeah, and another thing that I hate. On Jeremy Kyle, for yeah. example, yeah. The, the, yeah. Big, the big phrase of the moment is at the end of the day, right? All right, yeah. And it, it, what they mean by that is that all things said and done. It's the new all things said and done. Right. But at the end of the day, it doesn't work. It's incorrect. And here's the reason why. I mean, I know it's an analogy, it's a metaphor, but it's not... Because at, what they're saying is that when you collate everything together... This is the this is the only opinion that counts. Yeah, that's is, what they're this saying. This is the culmination of this, everything. This, yeah, but what they're saying is that, in my opinion, at the end of the day, yeah, I did it because of this reason. It's wrong, because at the end of the day means that when everything's taken into consideration, all things said and done, yeah. all things yeah. that are said and done, here's what we get. It's like an investigation. So no one person can say at the end of the day, and it'd be accurate. But here's the new one. Right, I was going to ask. <clears throat> I'm going to be true to myself. All right. I fucking hate it. <laughs> and and what, what does it mean? I'm going to be true to myself. Here's the context, is that I don't fancy him, and I've just got to be true to myself. Ah. What does that mean? Does it mean be nasty to somebody? It, well, that's what this phrase means. <laughs> Here's another phrase. Um, I say it like it is. Oh. But it doesn't mean you have to be a cunt about it. That's, the, that's my biggest problem with that, is that I've... Where are we going with this? You what were saying was... about things that annoy you. Because we've been talking... About Every day something annoys me, Rob. Well, as you, I do find that as you get older, more things do annoy you. Well, I'll tell you why that is. Huh? It's change, I think. I because don't... I've seen more things. Yeah. I'm now, I'm now... I've got the right to complain about things because I've got to a certain age where I'm gone, that's fucking me off, that's... And I heard this thing the other day that some somebody... Somebody didn't know 
what life was like without mobile phones. Couldn't appreciate it. Uh-huh. They weren't a kid like my Charlie, who's nine. Who that's the case. That, that really is the case. Yeah. It was a person. That would be true. It was a real. It was an adult person that uh, that couldn't remember what we went into mobile phones last week and internet and stuff. They wouldn't be able to cope. Whereas I can. I can shut it down. I can turn it off. It helps me. It's yeah. brilliant. Yeah. But honestly, the 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 moment I'm on off the grid is the best feeling. It, is, it really is yeah. the most wonderful yeah. feeling. However, I'm going to go on the grid to complain about it. Oh. So, where did we get to? What was that? It was sayings, wasn't it? Yeah. There's no room for sadomasochisms in this workshop. Is that what it was? It was sort of like that. It was give sadists a fair crack of the whip. Which is a joke, isn't it? Let's. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. It's like a bumper sticker, isn't it? Which is also things that are very annoying, isn't it? Yeah, because it's the same ones over and over and over and over. I mean, just just to go back to when you say about things that people say to you, right? Yeah. What uh, I was uh, taking a statement from somebody some years ago. And was this in the old uh, well, solicitor days? Yeah. Right. And uh, they were talking, they were taking it down, as they're, as they're saying to me. And this person said, X happened. So I turned round and said, and You've said it now, haven't you? You've said the bit that yeah, matters. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then carry, that bothers me. carried on. And then uh, she says, Why happened? And uh, he turned around and said, "Who was turning around?" <laughs> and once they, let's say they did turn around, why are they turning back in mid mid conversation? Well, I actually because I've never I've never heard this this right, and I actually did ask, and I'm saying, why why do you all keep turning around? <laughs> but why why that is a that is a perfect question. It's what? an acceptable question because people are turning around. Too much in fucking conversations. I rarely turn around in a conversation. I've, n- I, I've, I must have turned around in a conversation. But you know what I'll do? I won't say that I turned around in a conversation. No, it doesn't matter, does it? Because it, it doesn't matter. It's like, no. What did they say? I, they said this. Then I said this. Now, I noticed she turned around. <laughs> she turned back around <laughs> and so, continued. The- so really... So, you, what you have to do is, if you were writing that statement, she, she turned around and then said this. Now, in which way is she pointing now? Yeah, right. how far? She's pointing at how me. Far? How far is the turn? 180 degrees? Yeah. 360? Uh, yeah, well, and then you said that, she, and then carried on. Yeah. So, did she carry on turning? Imagine <laughs> somebody just spinning around, just turning around. <laughs> They're dicks! All these millennials are dicks, and this is what's going in the podcast, the vlog thing right. right back to the thing all sadomasochisms are fine that's what the that's that's that definitely the crux. That, that was that the crux was, that wasn't was the crux now then what's happening here is that the, the, this guy who's basically Jude Law but that is time travelled because he is Jude Law but he isn't he just looks a bit like Jude Law he's like the stage, stage manager. manager yeah and that's, he's so we've got we've got him down here as uh, Richard Foxton that must be his real name though yeah. so he's just known as stage manager stage manager well Patrick I think that was the what they called him oh right yeah so anyway what they what he does is he's, he's obviously pally with everybody because he's organised this whole thing yeah Sounds like he's had a bit of a trouble in the past because what they're saying now is that they've got a new backer, they've got a new yeah. person who's interested in taking on the finances to, to run the rest of the show. But what he wants to do is meet Pauline and Susie Collins, Pauline and Joan Collins. Because they are a bit of eye candy. Yeah. So they're going to be the ones who keep him invested. Yeah. Or Which interested. Which sort of a bit wrong, isn't it? Well... They don't seem very mature about the whole thing. So what he obviously doing is, you've got boobs. Uh huh. Do your best. Yeah, which might have been acceptable sort of way to think back in those days, but obviously nowadays, surely it's not. It's not. No, uh, but it does happen. You know, it does yeah. happen that women seem to be getting uh, like more, like in more power positions, and and yet there's still here. I still hear about people complaining that they're not. I, in, in, the reason I'm saying this is because in my work, there's a bunch of women managers, and it's sort of like just fine. So I don't, I don't really yeah. see the argument anymore. Well, I, I just think there's a danger now that we're sort of like reverting back. You know, with Trump yeah. being in charge and everything like Silly, that. Silly, isn't it? And because there was a there was a thing. So it will be some time ago now, but uh, Trump was talking to the. 
Leader of Ireland, who's called something like the Tea Shack. <laughs> he, he is. He is. Honestly, that, that, that's not his personal name. That's the name of the, of the office. It's, it's something like the Tea Shack. The Tea Shop. Okay. Tea Shack. Uh. And uh, as he's talking to him, uh, Trump stops and says, "Oh, just a minute. There are loads of journalists here." Uh, and he says to one of them. Oh, you uh, just just step forward. You've got a nice smile. You're pretty and stuff. And then he, he explained to the tea shack. He says, "Oh, I bet she's she's nice. I bet she's nice to you." All and so he it's actually a, interrupted international call. Two. He's a, he's absolutely crazy. That man. I mean, but yeah. So so what he's done is that this uh, stage manager is given the job of <laughs> of um um in in was attracting him you know so keeping him keeping his sweet. pheromones going and keep yeah keeping him sweet yeah yeah that's that's a good way of putting it his name is herbert millet when he goes into the kind of like the dressing room with them oh no actually he's already in there he's meeting them in the dressing room isn't he yeah yeah so they're in their clothes their uh, costumes yeah play costumes character costumes character costumes and um with a meeting, and they they start their sweet talking, uh, and again they they never mention business with this man. They're just talk, they're just being themselves, themselves, your flirty selves. And they're taking the clothes. They're taking stripping down to their underwear. And they're stripping down to their underwear. So this is um, where w- w- there could have been an opportunity for more, but that unfortunately it did stop a bit. You know, just below the cleavage we. We didn't get any further, did we? So, anyway, but Joan, this is her third outing and her third raunchy role. Yeah, yeah. She was knocking them out like good ones back yeah. then in the day, wasn't she? Left and right. I won't say centre because that would be hideous. Yeah, but, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, look, look. This is, this is what the leader of Ireland's called. There, yeah, look. The Tyrosetch. Which I think is pronounced like T-shack, you see. Oh, right, OK. Um, oh, OK, well, that's a bit of politics there, really. Well, yeah, yeah. We're really spanning the genres, aren't we? <laughs> So, um, I like to think we make the effort, don't we? Yeah, we do. Across the board. Yeah, across the board, just cover it, and then sell outs. That's basically what we have. Okay, so um, (laughs) there's a lot of chit-chat, flirty, I own a toy shop. Ooh. (laughs) Right? Yeah. I don't think that was a sex toy joke. Oh, unless they were in a sex toy shop. But that's the only way I took it. But I don't think in the eighties they would have said that. And I don't think so. I, I think it was all quite hidden back there. When yeah, that exactly. Yeah. I don't think they were even like and summer shops. And stuff. No, they weren't. I no, think they, they had the parties. Yeah. So um, anyway, um, the the star of the show, this old lady, she catches wind that these two girls are being. She catches wind. <laughs> she she realizes that the two girls are being the one tasked with. Making yeah. him and do you think that she thinks really she ought to be doing Yes, that? I think she she thinks she's earned the right to do that, but actually her, her words were, uh, I could kill him. All right. So is, is Death going to be involved in this? Ooh, maybe she's the number one suspect, suspect because, well, we'll come to those things later. Yeah. So, um, anyway, what I've written down here is something called the Idea Cello. Because oh, it, is, this, is this a concept of your own? Then? No, well, I mean, it, that's what I spotted. A cello starts playing, indicating a new idea. Oh, a bit like uh, in the last episode. Uh, when just there was... idea music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is idea cello. Oh, right. And the idea is, you can, you can feel it start formulating that Joan Collins believes that this man is more than just interested in them as the people who will be working for him, ultimately, yeah. but more something that could form us on a personal relationship, personal basis. Yeah. I mean, when you said idea cello, that in my mind, I imagined a cello, right? Yeah. With all, like, words stuck on it. <laughs> and, like, when you had a good idea... Take one off. Yeah. Or put one on. Or put one on, yeah. put one on, yeah. And if you were stuck for an idea, 
you can have a look at what other words are under the, the idea cello. Be because the, that would be the, the case. If there were no ideas on an idea cello, it would just be called the cello. Absolutely. As soon as one is put on there, it's an it, idea cello. It becomes cello. an idea right, cello. Right, okay, we'll work on that. Maybe Velcro on the back or something like that. Yeah, or you could just have like post-it notes, but they don't, don't stick so well, do they? Not on the strings, and also that would interfere with the idea music that's happening. Yeah, so, so you're going to have to have them quite well fixed on, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, Blue tack. You could have blue tack could you be used? I imagine that the the thing that the idea is written on is like card. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, laminated. Yeah. Mm, Depends how big the idea is. Could be. It? I'm, I'm thinking like it's a, a sort of oblong of white card. Yeah. With the idea sort of on matchbox it. size. Yeah. In yeah. Shape. Yeah, because it's only down to one word really for mm. the idea, isn't it? Yeah. So he decides this is Herbert. Millet, he decides that he wants to take them out for dinner. Yeah. But what Pauline, who's Pat, Pat realises, ah, but we're going out with Patrick tonight. Joan oh, says, right. you go out with Patrick, I'll go out with Herbert. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be fine. And of course, that's when the idea cello starts to pick up the bit of speed there. Well, because I think Herbert is really, even at this stage, interested in Susie Starr, in Joan Collins, rather than Pauline Collins. But a couple of times, he'll say something like, both of you. Yes, so he's he's clearly fancies Joan, but but actually makes Pauline feel good about the situation. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't mean... Just Joe, I mean, but really, he does, both, but really he does. It's like, oh, really, you have to go out. Never mind, that sort of thing. So anyway, waiter, <laughs> uh, can I have another one of those, please? Sorry, I'm, I'm fine. Thank right. you. Um, so uh, then, the so after this dinner date clash, put, uh, Joan gets on a, a 1980s suit. Ju- yeah, jumpsuit. I, I, I wrote this a very a very 80s jumpsuit. Well, I, I it's wrote. not. It's, it's it's actually it's quite like the Annika Rice, tr- uh, yeah. it, treasure hunt style one. Or there was a group called Althea and Donna. There's only two two women in the group who did Uptown Top Ranking. Right, I don't know. And uh, they uh, had a khaki thing and a khaki suit. Khakis. Khaki. Khaki. Oh, like uh, and it, yeah, and it, army things. And it even appears in the song. Uh, yeah. 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 So, 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 Simigia art attack. Simi in my pants and things. Simi up tan top ranking. I can't remember khaki, but, but there is a khaki bit in there. <laughs> is that all right? That? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to put that music out. <laughs> right. But I'm going to make you do the first bit. See me in my heels and ting. Them checks are we hip and ting. Chew them no no and ting. We have them going and ting. Now pop no style. I sort of recognise that song. I sort of do. Yeah, Alfie and Donna, Uptown Top Ranking. Okay, right, so they. Jumpsuit is leaving. With Herbert. Now, Pauline yells out, <clears throat> Don't have the prawns. She gets lumps if she has prawns. Now, now I'd have said something different. Well, what she was... has the shits. Well, I don't necessarily think... Well, you see, right, I don't think it is the shits, right? Because my mum, if she drank... Uh, which one was it? What, your La... normal mum? Or... Yeah, that one. Lager and lime, mm. she'd get lumps under her skin, which she called hives. Yeah. So I think perhaps it's not that she gets the shit, maybe she comes out in, in, an, in this lumpy rash. No, what I mean is that oh. she's obviously having a bit of a play, isn't she? Yeah. Don't have the prawns, you'll get the shit. It's like that bit in Alan Partridge, uh, in uh, I'm Alan Partridge, when Lynn brings the athlete's foot powder yeah. to, the di- to dinner and... We, because we think before he reacts to it that oh that's to set him up a bit but when he sees it he really embraces it like that's the joke so I thought that would have been better here is to say she gets the shit yes of course yeah yeah. yeah. ah you were coming out from I was coming out out of the 
the, yeah, right, yeah. The not box. not viewing it as part of that, yeah, but exactly. if you'd written it, if you'd I'd have written, written it, 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 I'd have gone right. And then the problem done it in that voice, you know, comedy <laughs> shout voice. Right now then, it's uh, another day back at the flat. It's maybe the next day. Yeah, and um, they're back at the flat. They're in. They've got another interesting flat share situation. Uh, it looks a little bit cramped, but they're struggling actors. Maybe that's fine, or actresses. Well, there's no difference nowadays, is there? No. Well, they're uh, chatting about last night's dinner. Yeah. And it seems by this time that... The dinner uh, date, I mean. ...that Pauline, or Colin's Pat, has forgiven Joan, doesn't it? Yeah, so... She's making breakfast for uh, toast and things like that. It's never nasty, but she is being quite open that she wishes it was her that was being spoiled to the yeah, stuff, and she yeah. wishes that she had the chance to make this money man's life. And but, stuff. You, but you sort of get the idea, she wouldn't make the prawn comment now. She's, no, she's, got, she's like... That was in, yeah, in the anger, we, wasn't yeah. it? The heat of the moment there. And also uh, that she's she'll, she's just play anything that she says from now on is just part of the play. It's just part of being playful with it. Yeah. Okay. I made a note here because the person who delivered... Sorry, the flowers are delivered as well, by the way. Yeah. But I've made a note here that this is the second black person that was in the episode. Now, we don't actually... There's not been many black people in The Tales of the Unexpected up to to this point. Now, that was... Again, it's very difficult to understand that now. But back then, it, it wasn't that... There was active racism on TV. It's just there was inclusion. Was you know you wouldn't have had approaching subject matters like homosexuality or or, mm. or uh, I mean even gender to to be to an extent. But in this it's been quite inclusive. But but mixed ethnicity. Now this is the second black person, and the other point is that in their flat later on there's a poster that says just the words black music. Oh, right. it? It's just a weird thing, but I thought that was an interesting point that we're this this the cusp, yeah, the cusp of change, which is which is obviously a really good thing. I, well, I, it is a fantastic thing as well. Yeah, we here we are. We've got two female lead characters. Yeah, 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 and inclusion. Yeah, and and not just female lead characters, but females who are seemingly in charge of situations as well. They're in control. Strong characters. Strong characters. So look, there we go. It's 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 a trailblazer. It's a trailblazer. Now then, I've never I've never thought of it in that way, but yeah. So what Pauline says, Pat, she says, I'm just jealous because I, you know, I'm, I just want to be treated like this. Yeah. So and she's she actually she probably doesn't want the money given to her. She wants she'll want the opportunity to 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 have this person show interest in her who has a lot of money. Hmm. Joan Collins, on the other hand. Is clearly loving this, absolutely yes. loving this, and it doesn't stop there. You see, we're then treated to a montage, and we were supposed it's, to. It's difficult yeah, to keep up with. Yeah, it, it, it is. I mean, we found it difficult to take notes on this, didn't we? Yeah, because it was sort of this shot, that shot. There were it's a different mi- things yeah. arriving. There were... it, it's like a timeline of them progressing as a friendship, them progressing as getting. Uh, gifts through it's it, what it seems to be based on is the fact that Herbert will send Joan a gift yeah she'll explain to Joan Colli- uh, Pauline well, what she's got and then they'll have a bit of a giggle and laugh about it yeah yeah that's see, that and it, it, it there's about three or four minutes of that because they are giggling and laughing about her but behind his back aren't they they're actually they? yes the, mean, yes Joan's not serious about no she's, she's but, sort of perhaps thinking what can I get out of it yeah and but she's, she's doing quite well out of it and she's definitely now in the relation, they're definitely boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah, because okay. he sends her a ring. Yeah, uh, more presents. There's a coat, even a car. A car yeah. is sent. Now um, then, um, and I notice actually when when the car is sent, she the two leads, the two and the, Collins, and the stage manager and the stage manager drive off in it. They get in with Pauline Collins perched precariously. Yeah, on, on the back, and she shouts out, "I wonder what the catch is." Now, at that time, isn't Herbert looking on from somewhere around the corner? Yeah, he watches them. He's in a parked car, in the back yeah. of his chauffeur-driven car. So I'm, at that point, I'm thinking, why is that? Why is he doing that? Yeah, well, I mean, that now is the first time we realise that she's that, that the eyes are watching. Yeah. Isn't it? That, but now we know. Yeah. 
So, anyway, they, Pauline, this is another day, again, the montage is seemingly over, okay, but in one shot, uh, Pauline says, what's next then? Marriage? Well, she said, I wonder what the catch is. Then the next shot, oh, yeah, and then the next Joan shot. says to her, the catch is that he wants to marry me. Yeah. So <coughs> she explains then, oh, of course I don't fancy him, but I also don't want to lose out. Oh. So, you know, we sort of started to get a bit of an image of her as a bit of a sort of unpleasant character. Yeah, this is now we? beyond a joke, right? Yeah. This guy's obviously rich enough and... You know, he's not clever enough to think he's being swindled, but actually now it's her responsibility to say, we can't go that far. It's yeah. been fun, but, yeah. but I'm not that interested. So, However, I mean, traditionally, yeah. people who cheat and steal in these things, it doesn't end well for them. The comeuppance. The, they'll get it. it. Yeah. And the next shot is, they're actually married. Yeah. They're being toasted as, as uh, bride and groom. And then... Now, remember, we know he's been watching her, so we don't know to what extent he's been watching her, but he must have an idea that she's in it for just the the gifts and the money. Yeah, because he's not going to get to sort of worldwide toy status and not have some sort of Um, intelligence. Yes, that's right. I was going to say nows. I wanted to say that, and I just didn't think it was a word. Yeah, well, I wasn't sure. That's why I I backed back and went to intelligence. Well, that's the first word that I thought of, nows. So we'll go with nows. Um, so then, um, Joan is saying that uh, she's she's saying to Pauline that she's fancying the decorator, uh, who yeah. she describes as looking like John Travolta with the merest hint of Steve McQueen. Is this before or after he grabs her arm? Well, that's a strange, a, a strange thing. That what's that about? So they they they're talking about something, and then he grabs her her arm, and it looks as though he does it so much that it hurts her. Yeah, because she kind of backs away. She flinches and then yeah, backs away. What, what's that about? Well, nothing's really gone into any. I think it's just him showing. I know what you're up to. Yeah, I've got you. Yeah, right. Don't worry, eyes are watching. But then, yeah. So she's clearly still seeing other men. Well, on, um, we, on the side, and fancying other men, and being find, proactive about it. We find out in the next shot that uh, she's been having a thing with the stage manager because she's on the stairs with him, and they're saying that oh uh, yeah, that's it's over, it's over for yeah. them. Yeah. And not only is that happening on the stairs, but sort of up in the roof, there's Herbert watching. Yeah, and. This is now the music is turned from kind of like jaunty to uh, sinister piano plink plonk. Is that what you've got? Yeah, sinister piano plink plonk. Right. She's still bonking theatre men, who's also married too, by the way. Is he? Yeah. Um, Spotted by Herbert. And then, this is the same day, she's leaving the theatre... Now, I thought it was really old, grainy film at this point. Oh, did you? Yeah. I never, I never yeah. spotted it. I never yeah. spotted it. to have a look at for. Uh, yeah, because she's packing all the things up in the dressing room, isn't she? And she's talking to Pauline. But it really looks like 70s, 80s sort of film. Uh, it's, it's not very clear. And that's one thing you never used to notice well, at the time, isn't it? Is that because, so, yeah, so they've moved from studio... Uh, yeah. Potentially. Yeah, it could be, couldn't it, yeah. to, to film or Because something. we're seeing it from Pauline's view of her leaving. Yeah. And then as she leaves, followed a few seconds behind is her bit in his chauffeur-driven car. <laughs> With Pauline saying to her as she leaves, there are times I could cheerfully murder you. Yes, we, another hint at death being part of this. So that, that's two people that's two. who have talked about, uh, about this now, isn't it? So then, it's now jump three months in the future. There, there. Pauline is explaining. No, sorry, Joan is explaining to Pauline that they've just had their three-month anniversary dinner, um, and says that he now wants a baby. Yeah, but she's going to say, just like his old wife couldn't have a baby, that she can't. That have she one also either. can't have one, and that will be the way out of this. And she's going to get backed up in this. By her tame gynaecologist, who they call Dr. Octopus, I think. Now, That'll not it, be the one from the Marvel comics. No, I mean, the thing is about this, giving a gynaecologist the nickname Dr. Octopus, I mean, it, I don't think it gets worse than that. 
Does it? I mean, I can only imagine his tentacles are here, there and everywhere. Yeah, I mean, he could do more than one operation at once, I suppose, couldn't he? What's, what operations is he doing? I don't know, gynecological. Well, just like having, like, eight yeah. chambers. Yeah. Just, like, splitting well, himself between them. Yeah, perhaps four, because you need two tentacles in, that's yeah. how I, I guess, to do But how would you talk to him? Look at the size of his head. I could fit into a jar. <laughs> anyway, so... Um, it feels like this is Pauline, okay? She, uh, as time's gone on, she's like, Herbert's always the last to know about these things. He's, yeah. all, he's, all, he's, he's being played the merry fool here. He is, yeah. He really like, is. He's being played like a word cello, isn't he? He's been played <laughs> an idea cello. An idea yeah. cello, yeah. And, um, and you, I, I, get, I got the impression there was nothing that's definite about this, but... This is down to the acting, really. Right. She's purveying this. I can't support this much longer. Right. So her, her choice is to back out and not go along with any tricks and games. Or tell. Or tell. Or tell. Or do something a little more. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So let's see which option she takes. Let's have a look. Oh, in the next scene is Joan Collins coming through uh, a quite poorly mocked-up airport, uh, <laughs> I thought. Yeah, I mean, it was... The, I felt it was meant to be the duty-free part of an airport. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, she's with a man, and... Is uh, he Dr Octopus? I don't know, he could be. He didn't, I could only we see never, two arms. All we know is that this is yet another man that she's with or been talking about or with. Yeah. And, and she starts to kiss this man... At which point, Herbert, who's been hiding round the corner again, approaches. He, he, he kind of like, he sidles in between them. Yeah. Says, what are you doing here? Bit like David Dickinson on the show that I was talking about. <laughs> the where, he, where he comes in, he, he sidles, definitely. <laughs> and says, take it to auction. <laughs> he's, he's got a new show. He's got a new show now. I saw it last, yesterday. And in this one, it's sort of a bit like The Price is Right. <laughs> What, with auction stuff? Yeah. So he's still on the auction, the, the antique bandwagon? Well, what it is... He, I'm going to have a new show called Antique Bandwagon. Anti- that would be a good one, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah. But we don't know anything about antiques. But I've got a bandwagon. Well, that's we're halfway there, yeah. aren't we? Anyway, he's got this new show, right? And firstly, the first round, he has three items. He tells the truth about one of, one of them and made up stories about two of them and you've got to decide which one's which. Right. Then in the second round, he tells the truth about all these different items, and you have to guess the price of Right. And the audience are all shouting out, like, in The Price is Right. Is it a live studio audience? Yeah, live studio audience. Oh, like supermarket sweep sort of thing. Exactly. And they're all shouting out, a thousand, a thousand, three hundred and stuff like that. (laughs) And everybody's getting really excited. And uh, there's... He's he's still pushing this Duke name. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, uh, and and the, the it's like he's the only one who calls him that, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. But then it uh, it sort of ends in the thing where well, take it to auction. One of the contestants was actually on the floor yesterday because <laughs> he was so excited with what was happening. <laughs> so have a look at it. I'm not saying yeah, I'm I'll... not saying it's bad. I'm saying it's it's very good entertainment. It's just, <laughs> it's just oh, he can't be missed. <laughs> so. She's now been caught, and the results of being caught are that he wants to... And again, this is all coming from Joan's point of view. Yeah, she's talking to Pauline. She's talking to Pauline, yeah. He wants to end it. He wants to move out and... uh, And he's going to sue her for the presents. Sue her for every gift that she's she's had bought and and move her out of the penthouse that she's she's had built for her. And, and, And in this sort of conversation, Joan's saying to Pauline... You know, and I've looked out after you throughout, haven't I? And Pauline says, well, no, Herbert's looked after me, he's given me some champagne, but you've not. Yeah. Yeah. So she's not very happy about that. No, I'm just thinking about how this resorts to the next bit. I was just waiting for the link. Not, not that you hadn't given me it, but I've still... It's quite a leap. It's like in the last episode, we had... A, a punch in the nose, black eye, 
combination of the two rattlesnake rattlesnake it's just too big now this is wants the divorce because I've been bad and dishonest yeah. and unfaithful yeah. and, and criminal to, to, to an extent yeah. to then jump to I'll kill myself and that'll, well, that, and and that's that'll where, learn him. That's where she goes, isn't it? That yeah. She's going to... Well, she's not going to kill herself, though, is she? She's not. This is a ruse. Now then, that is why we've chosen the Savoy Hotel in London. Because, because that is where this plays out. The denouement, I think you might call it, <laughs> okay. yeah. is, is yeah. here, yeah. in this very hotel. It's absolutely right. So she, what her plan is, in, I guess, using inspiration from Marilyn Monroe... Is that she's going to be found dead, yeah, or or to the point of death, yeah. At which point she'll be resuscitated, brought back to life. He will feel amazing, yeah, and they will stay together. So it was, it's a weird way around than just saying sorry. It is because how she's planning to do it is to take a whole bottle of pills and then uh, expect that her, Herbert slapping her a bit. We'll, we'll wake her from we'll the trance. We'll be the antidote. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't take that chance. Too much of a risk, isn't it? Because yeah. you would need, I think, what would probably be better pump. is have like a night nurse, go a bit groggy. Yeah. Okay, but then fake, fake the pills on the side. Yeah, absolutely. Don't actually take the death pills. Don't actually, so, yeah, so, what, so she thinks that Herbert, by bringing her back to life, will rekindle something yeah okay. just by walking around not yeah. by sort of giving her charcoal like they do nowadays or but it's like fallen out with her yeah so how is she going to make this happen what she's going to do is she's going to use Pauline as a sort of intermediary so she's saying to Pauline what I want you to do is ring him up to make sure he's there hang up then once you know he's there take this suicide note round to him he's going to come straight round to uh, well where we are today and then He'll bring me back to life. But why would Pauline know that she she's she needs? I'm I'm presuming that uh, I don't know to be honest. Because that isn't that a flaw. Now she does have a second note, which is, um, sorry, Pauline, you'll understand. Or Pat, you'll understand, or something like this. So is that what she's taking? It could be suicide. Note? So she's going to take. So this is this was my understanding. Right. She's going to get a note from Joan. Yeah. Saying, I hope you'll understand. Right. Realise that there's a problem. The suicide note will be in the post. Right, okay? To Herbert. He Mm -hmm. goes round to the house, uh, the hotel, the Savoy Hotel in London, five-star hotel. Probably. Probably the best hotel in London as we speak. Um, He finds her and then... There's a suicide note waiting for him. So there's two suicide notes. No, I think there's just one. Yeah. So what about this one in the post? The one in the post is there to just confirm that she was about to commit suicide. That's a sort of pre-suicide. Yeah. So so it's kind of like it's uh, to back up the fact that she was about to commit suicide. It wasn't right. messing about. Right. So so she writes that. Yeah. Whatever it is, because it is a little confusing this plan. Whatever it is, she's going to get him round. Yeah. He finds her, wakes her up, live happily ever after. That's yeah, the plan. That's it. It's all. Dependent on Pauline Collins actually alerting Herbert to what's happened. Yeah, she's the the crooks. The crooks of this. We, we've had we've had crooks already, I think yep. today. But she, that's what she is. Now then, she Joan is preparing herself, has a bunch of pills, prepares a nighty. Again, there's a little shot of breast here. Um, <laughs> what do you mean cleavage do you mean cleavage it's, it's, yeah. uh, and it's, it's what she's decided she's been talking to Pauline she's said shall I go for the black or shall I go for the white virginal yeah. and there's a bit of giggling about that yeah. in there but she goes for white virginal now I think because Pauline is on the phone to her while she's having this conversation I actually think that Pauline is willing to give her one final chance to back out of this right. she sort of says do you think this is necessary or something to those words when Joan says, yeah, we're going to do this, you just need to make sure he comes over, so get to it. And she goes, Pauline thinks long and hard, and then she goes, he's on his way. Yeah, and there's a sort of long headshot. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying she's got a long head, but it's it's headshot where she's having a pen, isn't she? Yeah, and now she decides not 
to get in touch with her, but yeah, for an indefinite period of time. She was. She just puts the the, the note in the post. Puts she? the note in the post and doesn't alert him. So so there is proof of the suicide. Yeah. Because she's written the note, which yeah. is why I think that was always part of the plan. But there was no going round to the house because to, by the time the it gets London there, Savoy Hotel, it's going to be too late. Too late. To come round here. And indeed it is because the next shot. Well, actually, there's a couple of shots here. One, it goes to night time, so it indicates it's been a period of time. Yeah. Nobody's rushed to Jones Aid here. I the, think there's a shot of the letter having arrived. And the letter, yeah, being ju- just sitting there. Yeah. And then the next shot is, presumably, the funeral. Because they stood at the graveside, although it's kind of in close-ups. Yeah, so there's only, there's only those two that you can yeah. see. Is that is that a cost-cutting? Probably, that? yeah. But as, yeah, I mean... They're just having a conversation. She says, but she, "Sorry, go on." Yeah, no. She 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 says, um, "I know. I can't imagine that. I, I don't understand why she. Uh, what, was the, what was the line he says? It's something like, I didn't think she would ever do this.' Yeah. And then Pauline says, "I don't think she did.'" <laughs> and he goes, "What?" And he, she, "Oh no, it's because you know it's like you know these things happen. Yeah. You know, you never know, do you?" And she's wearing the coat. She's wearing a coat and she could have access to a number of... coat? Is it Joan's yeah, coat? Yeah. That's but, what it is. It's not our coat. No, but, but what I mean is it's one of the presents. And, yeah, yeah. And therefore it could it could be part of the other presents that have ended up with Pauline now. Yeah. And in fact, he then says, I've always liked you. You're a good, you're a good sort. Yeah. They continue that sort of, maybe this convers- maybe we should take this conversation to somewhere private. Um, continues as the camera goes to the gravestone yeah. and, and indicates, you know, Susie has died, she fell asleep, married to Herbert. But there's a dove at the top of the gravestone. Yeah, what's so, that about? Well, I don't know, but as the dove, uh, so as the camera goes up, you see the dove on top. Yeah, yeah, and I was thinking, this must mean something. Yeah, it's like a, a, a metaphor for something. Maybe yeah. she's, a, she's free or now. A symbol. Or, I don't know, whatever it is. Right in the back, be in in the background of that yeah. is an electrical pylon, electricity pylon. Oh, that, they've ruined that shot, and which is why I'd, <laughs> I think potentially that was a cost-saving exercise. They've picked a they picked a gravestone. They've not done any scouting for it. They've gone that'll do. Stick the names on here. Oh. Pretend. Do that. And then that's it. That is the end of the. Um, that's where the, the end the end chimes come in. Yeah. Now, I wasn't too sure about this one, to be honest. Well, I think there is definitely an idea there. Yeah. The, the problem is, it was hard to keep up with. Lots was going on when it was just a very simple yeah. thing that they were actually trying to do. I think they were trying to sell this story a bit too much. However, the, I can't recall another Joan Collins episode. So this is a swan song. Oh, right. Yeah, I was going to tell you which ones they were, but yeah, I think... Uh, you mean you don't think there's another one? Don't think Joan Collins is another one. I don't think one. there is. I think this is it. This yeah. is where she bows out. Bows out. On top. On... Oh, yeah. Underground. I'd, 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 I'd like her on top. <laughs> <laughs> she... Let's be honest here. Now, recently I've had a, uh, another dream about Sophie Ellis-Bexter. Yeah. Who I think she's my favourite. Her and Drew Barrymore. Mm. Um, yeah, I, Drew Barrymore is very wholesome. Isn't she? I love her. I've always loved her. But so I recently I used to dream about Sophie Ellis Baxter. But do you feel a bit guilty dreaming about Drew Barrymore because she is wholesome? No, I don't because uh, because I've always been in love with her. So right, fair enough. Yeah. But the uh, I, I sort of recognise what a good-looking lady looks like. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I, but at the same time, you know, good looking is subjective and stuff like that. But I, I actually think when you put the three episodes that she's that Joan's been in, this is the pastiest. The pastiest. This is the pastiest she's looked. Oh right. And right. actually, I think Pauline was probably the. Actually, Pauline becomes as evil in this. But I think you know. Yeah. What the point, the moral of the story is, go with somebody who's nice and not necessarily uh, the flirtiest. <laughs> Mm, so you sort of settle, settle for the, the second best, the second fiddle. The well, no, because Pauline would have been first fiddle. Oh, if you'd chosen to go, if for you'd a, chosen to go for it, yeah. Well, they, they, do what's right, or do yeah. what's do what's exciting. Exciting doesn't always mean exciting. Sometimes it means fucking dangerous. <laughs> and that is the tales of the unexpected. Well, in it, in a nutshell, really, it's in that nutshell. 
It's in the nutshell of woe, the woe shell, the woe nut. Right, okay, well, that is the end of that episode. Now then, um, should we just report on what happened at the end of last week's episode? Yeah, because there was a surprise bit, which in fact is now going to be a surprise bit for our listeners, isn't yeah. it? Because they'll have thought it was over, which, it, which we did. We did. Well, what happened at the end of last week, if you remember, is that uh, the two guys were on the run in, from in the, car, in the car, yeah, the getaway, and they ended up realising that they'd been almost set up a little bit, lost control of the car in that moment of realisation, and went straight into a billboard. Yeah. Then the titles roll, clang, clang, clang. We think the end of the story. As, as you would. Yeah. Now, what we didn't expect was, when we loaded up the disc today, yeah. that it would play from where we left off. And the and this post-credits bit. So never been in before. No, this is the first time that post-credit actions happen. So, just describe what because it, it, it worried me a little bit. It's like what's going on? Where did what? We where see this is happening? Is that they've driven through the poster? We see that on the front of the poster, it's an advert for the Daily Bugle, which is the letter, and it says the paper with punch, which yeah. and that's the punch line. If uh, yeah. there's another. Uh, but so, but it was just a shock, wasn't it? What they realise is that when they've got through this billboard, they realise whose billboard they've just driven through. They may have seen the headline, that we're not so sure about that, but yeah. they take a moment and then just break yeah, out into laughter. laughter. Yeah. So there's no plot change or anything like that. It's just a nice way to end a, an already good episode yeah. with a little bit of, I don't know, maybe that was a little bit different thinking for for a film for a TV show maker at the time well it was it was you know as you say a, a very sort of light episode wasn't it it was a very comedy episode with the uh, the music the comedy music in yeah. it and stuff like yeah. that it, yeah there was never any evil in it there was some nastiness but you know I think we all agree that people got what they deserved in yeah, yeah they got their just deserves yeah <laughs> that learned him I bet it did Okay, right, well, that's summed up this week and last week's episode now. Uh, so we're on top, we're on top of this game. We haven't, we're not late with our homework like we would have been at school. Next week, then... It's, we... uh, it's Parsons' Pleasure. Oh, it's... matron. Now, what's... Uh, this one is by Roald Dahl. It is, yeah. Uh, it's been dramatised by Ronald Harwood, but it is one Roald's. Yeah. So I'm expecting, and we'll find this out... <laughs> Nothing like the original book. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was actually going to say, Roald doing an introduction, but yeah, 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 I agree, it'll be nothing like it. There'll be some, perhaps a twist bolted on. <laughs> uh, anyway, what this is about, it's, uh, it's got a uh, big star in it, it's got uh, John Gielgud uh, in it, uh, and he's a crooked antiques dealer masquerading as a clergyman, and he is, finds a farmer who... He persuades. <laughs> it's got John Gilgood in it. Okay. And he's, he's a crooked antiques dealer, masquerading as a clergyman. He's claiming to be collecting old furniture and he comes across a farmer who gives him an antique piece worth a fortune. I'll give him an antique piece worth of fortune. Eh? That's what he does. Pleasure, my ass. Right, okay. Uh, we'll see you next week. What am I saying? <laughs> Goodbye. Bye.